Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. So I don't read a ton of thrillers, but I am a huge fan of the Unlikable Female Characters podcast, and if you've listened to any of my episodes, I've probably talked about it in them, like I'm a huge fan, and all of the co-hosts of that podcast are authors, and Wendy Hurd, who's one of the co-hosts, has a new-ish book that came out. It came out, I want to say in March, the end of March. I read it closer to when it came out and I'm just now finally getting around to like talking about it on the podcast. It was new when I read it basically but the book is called She's Too Pretty to Burn and it follows Mick and Veronica and their lives and relationship and Mick's issues with being photographed and it's like I'm not describing it really well but I also don't want to say too much because it's really good to go in mostly blind because the book is batshit crazy but so so good and I'm so excited to talk about it. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. As always with the book, we're going to start with a little bit on the writing, and the writing was pretty good. Like, there were fun comparisons and stuff, and then dialogue was kind of funny, and it was just like, I liked the writing. I was pleasantly surprised. Not that I expected it to be bad. I was just like, had no clue what to expect going in, and I like heard Wendy talking on the podcast and stuff, so I kind of had an idea, but I thought it was really good. And there were a couple times I didn't write this times down, so like I don't have concrete examples, but there were a couple times where like as a teenager you could really tell at least for me that like an adult wrote this and was trying to sound like a teenager there were just a couple times where I was like it feels like they're putting almost too much slang into it or doing too much with the dialogue where you're trying to like really force the issue of them being kids when you could have just done a little less and it would have been more believable but that didn't like take away from the book and anything like the book is has so much going on and you're so enraptured by the plot that like little things like that it wasn't a big deal so on the whole I really liked the writing and now we are going to move in to the plot and we start with Mick and her terrible horrible it just 
terrible mother because her mom is a model and has been for a very long time and is constantly pushing Mick to wear makeup and dress up and it's really funny for me because this is the exact opposite of my experience like my mom never wanted me wearing makeup yeah she was fine like if I wanted to wear a dress and stuff but she wasn't like oh you have to wear dresses and this and that she was always like you have to cover up your body and you're not allowed to show any skin so this is very like it's terrible and horrible and I hate it for Mick, but it's also very funny for me reading that where I'm like, I could never imagine my mom as a teenager like telling me to dress up more and like show off more skin and show off my body and stuff. Like I just, I could never see it. So that was definitely interesting, but her mom gets offered a mother-daughter photo shoot and has no consideration for Mick and Mick's phobia of having her picture taken because she needs it to pay rent and threatens to empty out Mick's savings account if she doesn't do it, which, like, no. Her mother is terrible. I hate her mother. Her mother drives a lot of the book, too, because it's this relationship that, like, almost pushes Mick so far into, like, Veronica and Nico's path, and so I hate Mick's mother. It sucks. I hate the situation for Mick. Like, that really sucks. I, it just, it's not what she should have to go through. That's not, what having a parent should have to be like and I hate it but because of this she runs out of dinner and goes to a party with Liz where she meets Veronica and of course they have their cliche like let's leave this lame party and go actually have an adventure which like so fucking cliche but also I'm kind of here for it because it's a really good cliche like I'm not mad at the fact that people always leave parties to go do things like I feel like I would rather leave a party to go do something so I'm very down when the characters do it and they end up on an empty train car, and they kiss, and Veronica lies about the film roll being empty and takes Mick's picture, and then later on, when she's developing the pictures of Mick, is getting very, very, very obsessed with it, and so initially, Veronica was not really my favorite character, the way she manipulated Mick into this and was so obsessive about her, and then, I mean, obviously, we see Nico, so Veronica's nothing in comparison, but in the very beginning... It felt like they were both kind of not in the place to be in that relationship. It felt like to me like they were both, I don't know if they were uncomfortable. It was just like the way Veronica was manipulating Mick and getting obsessive about Mick, but then Mick was trying to like take power back in some way. And she felt like by putting Veronica on the other end of the camera and making Veronica feel helpless, she like felt like she was getting the power back. It was just a really weird dynamic where I was like, I don't know entirely what's off but something's off and I don't really like it like I didn't like their dynamic in the beginning just because I was like I don't think this is very healthy for either of you and so clearly that works out like by the end I'm totally on board with their relationship but definitely in the beginning I was like this is weird and then we meet Nico because he makes a steel plaster cast of a chicken And we also learn that him and Veronica got married in Vegas with fake IDs, which, like, why? Why do people go and get married in Vegas? Like, clearly their marriage is not even real because Veronica was underage and they had fake IDs. But, like, no, I didn't appreciate this. And then, especially because that, like, tie that they have together, like, it just gets complicated towards the end. I didn't like it. And then Veronica eventually confesses about the pictures And even though Mick feels, like, super betrayed, she's in love with the picture and lets Veronica post it. And then Veronica and Nico go to watch Mick lifeguard 
what and then while Mick is on a break a kid dives under and stays under and so she has to rescue him and it's this really traumatic experience for her because she was supposed to be on a break and she didn't like it's just a traumatic experience but this is again where we see kind of stuff about Veronica because Mick goes back to Veronica's after the lifeguarding incident and Veronica tells Mick that she saw the kid breathing while they were leaving and she lies she does it but she lies to like protect Mick which like I don't appreciate because I feel like that would make it that much harder if the kid dies and the kid eventually does that like it just you know that's kind of shady and then we find out that Veronica also went back and edited the picture's caption and added a bunch of hashtags so the picture has now gone viral so it's like first you betrayed her trust by taking the picture then you betrayed her trust by posting it and not just posting it and letting it be but posting it and like actually making it a thing and like trying to let it go viral on the internet you know like that's so shady and shitty to do and I felt so bad for making that situation I was like Mick why don't you just run like why don't you just leave her this is clearly like not a situation you want to be in not that your situation with your mom is very good but it just felt like Mick shouldn't have kept it going she should have just left and done what was best for herself in the moment and then Mick actually does run away because of the picture but Nico has to swoop in and brings her to the first installation they have and they have to run from the cops and they end up hiding in a pool because it's dark and the cops won't see them in the pool and this is like crazy but nowhere near as crazy as the rest of it fucking gets and so this I was like okay whatever you're like doing this weird install like it's gonna be like one thing and then done or whatever like it won't be that bad but this happens and then Mick climbs through Veronica's window and there's this really really like intense interesting scene of them hooking up and taking pictures and like the themes and the vibes of like consent and power and powerlessness are really interesting in this scene and it would be interesting to sit down and actually analyze the scene for an essay or like talk it through with people smarter than me and really like dissect this and dig at like their relationship and how it works and stuff because this was a scene where I was like there's something more going on here that like my brain is not registering like clearly I can tell it's an important scene but like I really should have sat down and dove into this and actually analyzed it but I didn't but like I could tell that this was a scene where like it needed analysis and it felt like deserving of that and like deserving of dissecting it and looking at the themes and looking at consent and power and powerlessness and how they feel and how they interact and how Mick feels versus how Veronica feels and stuff and that's actually something I didn't say with the writing was the dual points of views was really interesting because you see from Mick's point of view how like powerless she feels and how terrified she is of having her picture taken and then you see it from Veronica's point of view of how she's just justifying them these actions to herself so it's definitely like I'm on Mick's side for most of it but it definitely is interesting seeing both of their points of view and then because the picture goes viral Liz sends the picture to Mick's mom and because the picture is so good Mick's mom thinks it was staged and kicks her out which we find out her mom has done before like it's a routine with them so you see once again how like terrible and unstable Mick's home life is and in the midst of all this we learn that the pool kid died and so Veronica agrees without asking Mick to donate 10 prints of Mick to a gallery thing with post mod which again like why are you not asking Mick's permission first like I get it it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission but you've done that fucking five times by now at least and it's starting to get old because then Mick actually ends up having to stay with Veronica. So Veronica tells Mick about post mod and 
Mick decides in response to this to take Veronica's picture and Veronica finally like starts to understand how Mick feels helpless when she's having her picture taken and for some reason in my notes I wrote that they're both Christian and Anna from Fifty Shades at the same time which is such a weird comparison but in my mind somehow works because they're both powerful and controlling but also like not weak but like more submissive and okay with being controlled at the same time. And so it's this really weird dynamic where I was like, that's the only way I can think to put it, where it's like, you're both Anna and Christian at the same time, both of you. Like, it's just this really weird mess of, like, power and not submission, but, like, being okay with letting the other person do what they want, even though they're not really comfortable with it and stuff. And, like, like I've said, it gets better over time when they come back together at the end. It's definitely, like, a lot better and they're in a much healthier place. But in the beginning, it's totally, like, chaotic and messy and, like, left me with kind of a not good feeling, like, with their relationship. Which I guess is really done well because then you see Mick, like, getting more embedded with Nico and you're not as scared about it because you don't want her with Veronica, really. So, like, well done, Wendy Heard, but still, like, I did not appreciate it. And then, speaking of Nico, we have Installation 2 and it's Ring of Fire and Mick ends up being the one that sets the fire, and Veronica takes a picture of it, and the fire is really, really fucking bad, like, starts a bunch of wildfires bad, and they have to hide not only on the beach, but in the ocean, where Mick gets taken out by a riptide, and Veronica has to save her, and then Mick has to pull Veronica back to shore, like, this whole scene was really chaotic, I was like, why the fuck is Mick starting a fire, why are you starting a fire, like, you live in California, you know not to fucking start fires, why are you doing it, and then Mick's the one that's getting pulled under by a riptide, and not Veronica, which, like, clearly the ocean doesn't fucking know that Mick's a swimmer and a lifeguard, but still, it's like, you would think Veronica would be the one, but then Mick actually does have to save Veronica, and it's just so messy and insane, and... I didn't like it. I didn't like how this was escalating. I didn't like that Mick was okay with starting that fire and that was, there was all that destruction and stuff. Like, it was just a lot. Because then Mick feels closer with Nico, so she asks Nico to put a car in her name because she thinks she can live in her car through her entire senior year of college. And this, like, ties her, or not college, of high school, but this, like, ties her to Nico because she's dependent on Nico and getting her this car. And so it's really sucks again, like how many different things, how many different ways she's like latching onto Nico and how she's connected to Nico. And then Mick and Veronica go to the postmod gala and Mick claims that she gets overwhelmed and leaves and Nico does his buried alive installation and totally ruins the gala. And in doing so, Lily, who's one of the people from their group, like falls from the roof and Veronica is the one that has to find the body. And I just, like, knowing how this book is and knowing it was a thriller and having, like, listened to unlikable female characters, I was kind of like, okay, Lily didn't actually fall. This has to be, like, somebody pushed her. But I was scared that Mick had pushed her. I didn't really want to think that Nico had done it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, something clearly sinister was afoot, but I was, like, not wanting it to be Mick, not wanting it to be Nico. Like, I was just, like, it was, like, this buzz where I was, like, this underlying buzz of, like, something's bad, something's not right, but, like, couldn't put my finger on what exactly it was, and this really sucked because Lily was innocent, and I hated seeing that from Veronica's point of view of, like, how devastated she was and how she found the body and she just stayed there, and, like, it was just a mess, and then we also find out from Mick's point of view that she's now staying with Nico, and she told Veronica that she was going home, but she's actually staying with Nico, and 
Nico stole the picture of Mick from the gala so Mick could destroy it. So again, like he's grooming her really well, like doing all these nice things for her, giving her a place to stay, like letting her destroy the picture. And it's really icky looking back on it, knowing how it ends, like it fucking sucks. And then Veronica eventually calls Mick's mom and finds out that Mick isn't back at home. And Mick falls into this routine of being late to practice. And so her team ends up shunning her and she gets kicked out because her coach is really fucking pissed at her for being late and being spacey. And it sucks because it's like not entirely her fault because she's dependent on Nico, but Nico's like doing his best to make sure that he's isolating her from people that could help her, right? Like he's isolating her from Veronica. He's isolating for her from her team. He's isolating her from her mom. Not that her mom is a really good support system, but it is what it is and it really sucks. And I, I hated seeing that because I wanted Mick to like be able to continue that and to keep that passion and keep that community of swim and it sucks that she loses it and then on top of that Veronica shows up in the locker room and gets pissed that Mick helped Nico which Veronica has every right to do and this fight was like actually kind of necessary because they both needed to air some shit out and so Mick slips the film with the fire pictures into Veronica's purse just to keep them safe because she stole them from Nico And then Nico and Mick, for the final installation, hang a giant net off the Coronado Bridge in this idea called Fishing for People. And there's a boat that's supposed to drive straight through the net as like like they caught the boat, but it's not. So Nico decides to fucking push David off the bridge as bait. So the boat swerves to try and save David, catches into the net, and capsizes. And I was so shook because, like, clearly Mick talked to David and, or not Mick, Veronica talked to David and it was, like, weird vibes from him. And if Lily died and David was there and David's alive, like, it has to be either David, Mick, or Nico who pushed Lily, clearly. Our suspect pool is not very big. But just, like, seeing it in action, seeing Nico actually push somebody was very very scary and I was very freaked out because then Mick was alone with him and while this is going on the police are questioning Veronica about Nico and after the news breaks about the final installation Veronica finally finally goes to the police about this and I was very grateful that she's going to the police and doing the right thing and it's around here where I realized I put together the title and I was like Nico's plan is to make a steel cast mold of Mick and I was very scared because I was like that. No, like he did it with the chicken. That That's not OK. He's not allowed to do this with Mick. Like I want Mick to survive. Mick needs to survive. It's not OK. And we from the police, we learned that Nico isn't a real person. And Lily was strangled before she died. And the warehouse is cleaned out. And, he, and there's like all of this information. Like the speed of the end of the book is so quick. And the pacing changes so quickly. You go from zero to 100 and like a second and I loved it because you're so enthralled and you like have to know what's going on but I was so scared the entire time because we're learning all this about Nico and he's kidnapping Mick and he told the little boy to fucking dive down because he was bored like he's so psychotic and such a sociopath and you see that in him and it's like he literally was bored and he told a child to go drown like what the actual fuck and then Veronica thinks she's getting an uber but she's actually trapped in an in a car with Nico but realizes that it's, like, a trap, and so she runs away. Like, as soon as she gets out, she runs away and falls off a cliff trying to escape, and Mick is able to escape her van 
knocks Nico out, goes to find Veronica, and saves Veronica, and they survive, but Nico escapes, and I was so mad that Mick was not immediately calling the police, and she was, like, going after Veronica because I was like, girl, like, call the police, like, what are you doing, you're not a hero, don't go, like, save, I know the worry of the world feels like it's on your shoulders, there are people trying to deal with these things, like, why are you doing this, but then, at the end, I was grateful that she did save Veronica, and then, the it felt like the biggest plot twist of all was that we get Nico's point of view, and he's stalking Mick, like, the stalker point of views were so fucking scary, and I didn't like them at all, because, I mean, they were so good and so well done, right? But it was so creepy, and I was like, I don't want to know this. Like, I don't want to see Nico lurking around, like, saying he's gonna plan to, like, do all these things to Mick. Like, it was just, it was creepy, and I didn't like it. And then Nico, like, leaves a rose in her car, a steel rose, and on her bed, and he sets a bunch of fires in the city and knocks out power and causes a bunch of false active shooter alarms, and we know it's him because there's a firework rose going off and so Mick's like oh shit like Nico's out there and Nico's causing all this havoc and like that's the scary thing too is like knowing that he's out there and knowing that he can do all of this and not knowing when he's coming for you not knowing if he's coming for you like that was the really scary thing is like seeing that through Mick's head I was like I don't like that and especially like oh my god the chapter where Nico was like how much do you have to pay homeless people to do this or drop a thing in a kid's stroller like that chapter was really good and really well done and really really creepy but like in a such a good way like I loved it but it was like freaking me out the entire time he was talking about this because I was like he's gonna like burn Los Angeles to the ground like that's genuinely what I thought he was going to do and then the book kind of wraps up with Veronica and Mick are like good and they're living together and Mick's gonna go to a different school and she's gonna be able to swim and stuff but Nico is very stalkery and very possessive of Mick and wants to cause more chaos but is glad that he didn't burn Veronica or not Veronica he didn't glad that he didn't burn Mick because Mick is too pretty to burn so to wrap up this episode the book was so good batshit crazy but so good I thought it was going to be more about Veronica and Mick and their relationship and then suddenly we just have art crimes and Nico is a criminal and a sociopath and I was very here for it and the art crimes are also like so creative and well thought out and I loved them and I should have like paid more attention because in the first beginning ones I was like oh whatever it's just a side thing like Veronica and Mick are our two main characters I don't really need to pay attention to that but then I was like oh shit like fishing for people like this is a big deal and I had to point that out because I read an article about the book and Wendy was talking about how she was sad that more people weren't asking her about the art crimes because she put a shit ton of thought into them. So I just had to mention them and like say that like I really love them and I love the thought put into them. And I don't like Nico clearly and I don't like the wildfires and how he's like killing people and doing these art crimes but it's really cool and creative and something I haven't really seen before in a book so it was really interesting to see that and it's interesting to see how it ended because it's kind of open to a sequel like I wouldn't be mad if we got a sequel especially if it was more like Nico point of views and we see how far he's gone and we see how Veronica and Mick are dealing with life after it and stuff and like just also it could be interesting because Nico talks about like how they could run into each other like quote-unquote accidentally in the future so it could be interesting if like you actually see that playing out 
and like maybe you see it from Nico's point of view or something like that would be really interesting and so it'll be interesting to see where Wendy Hurd continues if she continues with this cast of characters in another book and now that I've read this book I need to read the rest of her books and more of the other unlikable female character co-host books because I think I've heard amazing things about them and every time they talk about their writing projects on the podcast I'm like yes like I want to read these books and I never get around to them so all of them are now on my TBR, and I'm sure when I read them, I'll do episodes about them. So, yeah. I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on, unlike, I almost said unlikable female characters, on She's Too Pretty to Burn by Wendy Hurd. Thanks for listening. So, we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.